0: and gentlemen, and welcome to The Process Podcast. I'm your host, Ben Schultz. I apologize. I am a little bit under the weather right now, so if I do have to cough or sneeze for any weird reason during the podcast, Uh, please, please excuse that. But we're going to be talking today about the NBA playoffs, which are right around the corner. Uh, Everything's locked in place with the exception of one play in game, which is the Warriors and Grizzlies. That will be happening tonight. My prediction for that is going to be the Warriors uh, coming out victorious. So let's just assume that the Warriors get that eight seed and go through the playoffs. I'm going to make some predictions on who I think is going to win. We'll do the whole bracket and uh, you know give some justification from the outset. What I want to say about this playoffs is it's kind of anyone's game. There are a lot of teams in contention this year, and that's an excellent thing. The fact that you have the Lakers at a seven seed is really you know, unexpected. It's new. It's exciting because it makes for automatically a great first round matchup with the Suns. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of interesting things going on. My initial observation about this bracket is that there's one dark horse team that a lot of people are overlooking right now, and that's a Denver Nuggets. Denver Nuggets are always in that upper tier of Western Conference teams. It doesn't matter if they're two or three, they're always up there. And they've, they've made the conference finals last year. Like, they've been in the conference finals in a year where both the Lakers and the Clippers were in there. And Jokic has gotten better since then. So, yeah, Jamal Murray might be out, but the Nuggets have legitimately climbed and ascended all the way to third in the West. Like, that's pretty impressive. And they've actually had a pretty good record without Murray in the lineup. So you got to look at those Nuggets as, like, a legitimately threatening team that isn't just going to roll over. Uh, not even to the Lakers, not even to the Suns, not even to the Jazz. Like the Nuggets can legitimately take people out. So let's start with the East because um, the East is going to be honestly my preferred viewing side just as a Sixers fan. But if we're going to look at this first round matchup between the Wizards and the Sixers, I'll be fortunate enough to actually attend one of these games, which is amazing. But I'm I'm looking at this matchup and thinking we definitely have a size advantage. If you look at their if you look at their starting lineup at the moment, um, it's you know Beal, Neto, and Westbrook all in the starting lineup, which is pretty small. And Hachimura is a little bit bigger for power forward, and then you've got likely a backup center because Thomas Bryant's injured. So that backup center, whether it's Gafford or Alex Len, that's going to be an under under skilled, undersized person to tackle Embiid. So you got Embiid already with a huge advantage. Um, and we've seen what he can do to Robin Lopez. Like no matter who they throw at him, he's going to be at, in the advantage. I actually give Ben Simmons a little bit of an edge because he can pretty much neutralize, you know, Westbrook. He's probably going to guard Westbrook. And that's a huge uh, benefactor for the Sixers because that's their guy. That's the guy who facilitates the offense. And when you put a guy like Ben Simmons, that just completely stifles their their offensive momentum, and their defense is virtually non-existent. So that's a huge, huge plus for the Sixers going into this series. It's just Ben Simmons being Ben Simmons, being a 6'10 point guard on an undersized opponent that can really just take Russell Westbrook for the whole game. If you also look at uh, Matisse Dybul, he's going to be an asset because he can guard Beal when Beal gets hot. Um, And that's really important because you know we question Danny Green and Seth Curry's defense sometimes. So subbing in a guard that can really take Bradley Beal to work is also very, very important. I think the question is not whether or not the Sixers are going to win. It's just how many games we're going to win in. I think this one will go to five. I think the Wizards may take one off us, but I think four or five is pretty realistic. I got the Sixers winning this one. Then we go to the two versus the seven. It's the Nets versus the Celtics. The Celtics are just not the same team this year. You know, Fundamentally a different team they have no centers really that can compete with at the Atabayos and Beads um even even a DeAndre Jordan or Blake Griffin could probably take to work you know Cornet or these other guys that they're throwing out there um Jason Tatum you know obviously an impressive guy but if you're going up against the Nets even the onslaught of Kemba and Tatum just isn't enough points to outscore the Nets so the Nets are going to advance. I honestly think that one could be a 4-0 sweep. Um, thank God, you know, as a Sixers fan right now, that my two least favorite teams are freaking facing off in the first round because that means one of them automatically has to go out. So that's that That makes me happy. I really don't care who wins between the Celtics and Nets because that means one of them is out. So that's awesome. Um, and then you look at the Bucks and the Heat, two teams I also don't like who are matching up as the three and the six. This is a, a matchup that's been highly debated because <clears throat> you've got, you know, you got the Miami Heat who are kind of a sleeper pick because they had a really good end to their season. Um, and they're, they're a formidable opponent for the Bucks in the first round. They beat the Bucks last year, if you recall. And that was when they were a five seed to one seed. So there, anything can happen, I guess, is the point in the series. Um, the Heat probably have gotten a little worse. I don't think Tyler Hero is playing the way he was last year. I don't think Duncan Robinson is playing necessarily the way he did last year. But they still have the same makeup. They still have the same parts. Um, and so do the Bucs, for that matter. So it'll be a pretty similar matchup to what we saw. I think this is actually going to be a seven-game series um, just because the Heat are that gritty. Um, I'm ultimately going to give the advantage to the Bucs just because if that seventh game does come down to the wire, the Bucks are going to have the home court advantage. So I'm going to give Bucks the edge, but not by much. I think this is going to be a really close series that people don't anticipate being close. A very good series, I will add. So I'm going to go Bucks and seven. Uh, so we got Bucks, Nets. Then we got the Knicks and the Hawks. Uh, you know, to be honest, this probably will be the least watchable of the Eastern Conference series just because it's kind of a weird matchup. I mean, the Hawks had a good season all year. They were pretty consistent. The Knicks had some pushes in there as well with, you know, a lot of wins late in the season. Um, as for my prediction, I think I'm going to go with the Knicks. Uh, just because their biggest struggle is offense, and the Hawks' biggest struggle is defense, so when you kind of compare those two things, I think the Knicks could could very easily uh, utilize the weak defense of the Hawks, and and really and really win this series. I think it'll be a gritty, well thought series, as any series with the Knicks this year is going to be. Um, I would probably say, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna look at the Knicks winning this one. I would say in six. I think it'll be a close, contested affair. Um, but I, I like the Knicks in this one. So then we go on to the semis. We got the Sixers and the Knicks being the one in the four seed that advance. Uh I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to go Sixers here and I'm just gonna, you know, make the decision because I am a Sixers fan and I know that this is gonna be a matchup we can win. We won our all our games against the Knicks this year. Ben Simmons has not lost to the Knicks in his career. Um, I think this will also be a pretty straightforward cakewalk um for the Sixers. I'm looking at uh, a a four, one or a four, two. Um, and I think even most Knicks fans would probably tell you that. Um, I think they'll give us a run for our money. There'll be some close games, but as far as actual threat, um, not much. Then we go to the Nets bucks. I like the Nets again. I just think the Nets are too dominant of a team. The Bucks have done very well against the Nets this year though, which is a little bit, a little bit shaky because you know, the Nets, they do have some defensive holes. I would give the advantage here to the nets i just think the bucks consistently choke they always do and you know the two seed is gonna is gonna have the advantage over the three seed they've got the home court advantage um i think this will be a close series i do i think this will definitely go to six or seven games but i'm gonna say nets win that one so as of right now i picked all the higher seeds uh which is which is you know all well and good if i do think that the higher seeds are better um, but if we're going into this final with the Nets and the Sixers, let's just assume that this happens. This would be a hell of a series. I don't know because as a biased home fan, I need to I need to put the Sixers ahead. Um, but as as somebody that's rational and is thinking about the Nets this season, I also realize that the Sixers could very well lose this contest. Um, it's tough. It's a tough one. I think I think I'm actually going to say the Sixers. Mostly mostly as somebody that just loves Sixers and, and might be a biased home fan, if that. But I'm going to say Sixers because I know this matchup is winnable. I know Embiid could take whoever they have at the center position. And even if you combine the points of of Harden, Durant, Irving, the three-headed monster, where else do points come from on that team? There are They are decently deep. They've got guys like Shamit. They've got guys like Joe Harris. Some guys who could give you a, a, a scatter of points here and there. But there are guys on the Sixers that can have like 15 point nights. And there's like five or six guys that could do that. And that's something that the Nets just don't have. I mean, George Hill could have a 15 point night. Shake Milton could have a 15 point night. Seth Curry could have a 20 point night. Danny Green could have a 20 point night. Um, you know, Tyrese Maxey could have a 15 point night. It, you know, it just depends. There's too many guys on the Sixers that give points that I don't think even the the three-headed dragon of the Nets could compete with. So the Sixers are a little bit more deep, I think, than the Nets. And that's what's going to win us, ultimately, the championship, the Eastern Conference Championship, because I think we're a deeper team. Um, and I'll stick to that. I will I will stick to that. I think we can beat the Nets. Moving on to the Western Conference, that was a pretty long-winded Eastern Conference, so we'll try and move through the West a little quicker. Um, the Jazz, let's say they play the Warriors. Got to be the Jazz. Jazz are a great team this year. I love the Jazz. They're the one seed for the reason. Even the Lakers and Clippers, all the hype that they're getting, it's not going to happen. The Jazz got to advance. Then we're looking at the Clippers and the Mavs. Gonna have to be the Clippers. I, again, and it's as far as number of games. I mean, the Jazz, you could probably say is a four or five gamer against the Warriors. And the Clippers, honestly, could probably could probably take the Mavs in like four or five as well. I think they're a much better team. The Mavs maybe made a push to get that five seed. Luca is obviously great, but they don't really have a whole lot of star power and bench depth outside of Luka. And the Clippers do have that. The Clippers are well-oiled, well-assembled to, to win that series. Then we go to three and six. That's going to be the Nuggets and the Trail Blazers. As I said, the Nuggets are the Dark Horse team in this contest. I actually think the Nuggets will win this one. Um, a lot of people have the Blazers uh, being better, but the Blazers just don't play any defense. And that's going to be a huge, huge uh, Achilles heel for them in that series. Uh, nuggets 4-2. Then we're going to go on to the Lakers and the Suns. This is one where there's been a lot of hotly contested debate. There's a chance that the Suns could advance. Um, you know, I've taken the higher seed every time so far in the first round. Um, I I really do think that the Lakers can beat the Suns. I think a lot of people are on board with that. Um, and I think the Suns have a right to be nervous at this point. As well as they played this year, I'm going to have to go Lakers in this series. I think it's going to be a hotly contested one. Uh, give me a... a from the Lakers, Um, maybe even a 4-3, but I'm going to go 4-2 in favor of the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, I think that's going to be a great series. I I would expect the Suns to win, you know, a few games in there. I would expect the Suns to get some games off the Lakers because they're a good team. Uh, Jazz Clippers, Jazz, it's got to be Jazz. Um, You know, I'm looking at the Jazz right now and they're they're a formidable team. You can even throw Kawhi and George at these guys, and I still think that the Jazz have just outplayed everybody this year. Um, I think I think the Jazz have just dominated in terms of their season. Um, teams are going to have to go there. They're going to have to deal with the altitude difference. They're going to have some struggles, legitimate struggles, and the Jazz had the best record in the league. This tournament is running through Utah, just as the East is running through Philly. The West is running through Utah, whether people like it or not. So they can claim that LA has got the edge. They can claim that the Clippers are going to waltz through and beat the Jazz, but it's not going to happen. The Jazz are going to win that series. I'd give it a 4-2, maybe a 4-3, but I'm going to go 4-2 Jazz just because I think that they're the better team there. Um, Then we look at the lower half of the bracket. It's going to be the Nuggets and the Lakers. This is going to be a closer series than you imagine. This is going to be a closer series than you imagine. I will say this again and again. Um, This was the conference finals last year. The Lakers did win. I believe the Lakers will win again. I think that the Lakers can and will beat the Denver Nuggets. Um, And I think that's going to be, you know, a 4-2, 4-1. I think the Lakers can take them pretty handily. But the Nuggets are a good team. I got to say, this is the one thing I want you all to take away, is the Nuggets will be pretty good and even could beat the Lakers in this round. Or the Suns, or whoever they match up against, it's possible. I'm going to go Lakers, though, just for the point of of thinking that they're a dominant franchise, dominant team. Lakers and Jazz in the finals of the West. Good matchup. I still have to go with the Jazz, and there are going to be people out there who don't think. You know, I'm I'm, you know, there are going to be people out there who I think I'm just riding the coattails of the Jazz. I think that the Jazz are better than the Lakers. Um, you know, I think they've had a better season. They have more bench depth somehow than the Lakers, which is pretty impressive because the Lakers have been deep these last couple of years. And the star power obviously outshines the Jazz. I mean, you look at LeBron Davis, they're going to outshine the Jazz. But Utah is just fierce, man. Utah takes people down when they need to take people down. They've been pretty much unwavering this entire season they've lost you know close ones to good teams it's not like they've lost any bad teams um they've lost really close hotly contested affairs like if they're going to go down they're going to wear you out in order to get you down and I just look at the Jazz's road to the finals and I look at the Lakers road to the finals and I think the Lakers have a far more difficult road than the Jazz would so for the same logic you know I'm going to just put the one seed in the finals I'm going to say Jazz and Sixers in finals. And this is where I'm really, really heartbroken because – or uh, divided. I don't know. Like, do I put my Sixers out or do I do I put the Jazz out? Um, the Jazz have played so well this season. I got to be a biased homer, and I got to say that I think and I hope that the Sixers will win. And that is coming from a place of complete bias, but I, I, I stick by it because I just want the Sixers to get this championship more than life itself. Um, Sixers Jazz in the finals. Sixers win this championship. Uh, it's going to happen. Um, and Embiid and can win this MVP. Simmons can Simmons can win the Defensive Player of the Year. I'm going to make these bold claims on my podcast because I believe in them, um, and I hope that they happen. Uh, you know, people probably disagree. The Sixers might not even make it out of the Eastern Conference Final, but I think with the schedule they've got right now, they are guaranteed to make that Eastern Conference Final, and I think that they're going to beat the Nets and beat the Western Conference Victor. Whether that's the Jazz, whether that's the the Lakers, I think Sixers-Jazz would be an excellent series. They split the season series this year with a win at home each. So I'm looking at a great series between the Sixers and Jazz, and that could be our NBA final. So there we go. Sixers as champs. Maybe we win that one in six, or maybe we win that one in seven. I don't know, but yeah, I like the Sixers in this one. Let's keep going. Let's keep rooting for Philly. Uh, So that's been my playoff predictions. I hope you all enjoyed. Uh, If you want to be on the podcast or you have some playoff predictions of your own that you'd like to share, please let me know and keep tuning into the podcast. Thank you.